I want us to have what might be a complicated conversation about the sentencing of Derek Chauvin. As you may have seen, he was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison on this past Friday. And I didn't want to jump in right away and talk about that. I wanted to even allow myself to think about it over the weekend. I've seen all types of different positions and thoughts on it. I not only want to tell you kind of where I come down on those 22 and a half years, but I want to talk to us about people who are advocating for it being a much longer sentence than 22 and a half years and even people in the justice community who are saying 22 and a half years is enough or is plenty or even 22 and a half years is actually a very harsh prison sentence. Let me unpack all of it. I'm going to try to wade in here. And of course, I want to speak with sensitivity to the wishes of the family who called for a maximum sentence. I'll try to lay all that out and unpack and explain it. Glad to be here with you. This is Sean King. And you are listening to the 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 breakdown. The breakdown. The breakdown. Nowadays, so much of our information is on the internet that it only makes sense that we have security to protect it. And IPVanish made just that. IPVanish is a virtual private network, or VPN for short. When you use a VPN, all of your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing, IPVanish helps you remain secure on the internet. You can use a VPN on nearly any device when you're streaming media, and IPVanish offers 24-7 support. You can email them, chat with them, even call them. They're there to help. So go now to IPVanish.com breakdown to claim your 65% off savings. IPVanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and that's with over 6,000 reviews. Show these guys some love. They're repeat sponsors of The Breakdown. And remember to go to ipvanish.com slash breakdown to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. On this past Friday, a judge in Minneapolis after Derek Chauvin had already been convicted of second-degree murder. And, you know, it's been a few months since he was convicted, so you, you might have forgotten what the conviction was. It was second-degree murder. After the conviction, there was the sentencing phase, and on Friday, there was an opportunity for members of the victim's family, members of George Floyd's family, that is, um, one member of Derek Chauvin's family, his mother, who I think I would say did more harm than good, but I, I, I won't quite land there because um, it appears the judge already completely had his mind made up, no matter who said what. And we know that because uh, when the judge began 
his final remarks in the sentencing phase, he said that he was going to be brief because he had already written out all of his justifications for the sentencing. And the document was a 22-page document, and it appeared to be uh, a very sophisticated legal document that he took a good deal of time to create. And so when I, when I say that Chauvin's mother did more harm than good, she did do harm. And some people say, like, well, you know, hey, this is his mother. But Chauvin's attorneys uh, have been terrible. Um, even Chauvin did harm. He, he got up. He had a, an opportunity to speak. And if I was his attorney, and again, that's not to say that I would ever be an attorney for Derek Chauvin, but sometimes um, as, a, as a part of our legal, of our criminal and legal system, everyone deserves attorneys. That's just, a, that's the law. That's how our system works. If I was representing Derek Chauvin, I would have advised him to prepare a a really impactful statement um not just not defending himself per se but with like a sincere earnest apology and they plan on having now the 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 rebuttal against that is they plan on appealing this you know they plan on stopping it in any way that they can but his attorneys were terrible, I thought, for the entire trial. And they were terrible at the sentencing phase as well. Uh, Derek Chauvin got up and said he didn't really prepare anything. It's like, why not, my guy? You are about to be sentenced for a, a major chunk of your adult life to prison. Why didn't you prepare anything? And when his mother got up, you know, one argument would be that his mother did what mothers would do, that she defended her son and said how much she loved her son. Oh, okay, I understand that. I think she could have still said all of that, but then she went into how her son was completely innocent. You know, she had no thoughts or regards or comments to the family, and uh, it only irritated and frustrated people. And I, I really have to blame the attorneys again on this you know, for allowing her to get up and, and somehow make things worse for him. And they're already about as bad as they could possibly be. Um, you know, there was also something that was missing. You know, not a single police officer came up to offer any type of statement on behalf of Chauvin. And as you may recall, they all testified against him. But when the judge actually offered his sentence of 22 and a half years, which was almost double what the minimum sentence could have been. It was significantly less than the maximum, which depending on who you ask, was some people are saying that the maximum was 30, and then other people are saying that the maximum was 40, uh, and that the minimum was somewhere around 10 uh, or even 12. And so 22 and a half was not the maximum which is what the three adult members of George Floyd's family asked for. And it was certainly not the minimum, which is what the attorneys for Derek Chauvin were advocating for. And I, I have three very different minds about this. First, I often work with families all over the country whose loved ones are killed by police or, or who are killed in acts of racial injustice. 
And most of those families are calling for the harshest sentence possible for the police officers or the white supremacists or whoever it is that killed their loved ones universally. And and one thing that I saw online was not only did the family of George Floyd universally agree that they were calling for the maximum sentence, but that I saw, I saw, I think, an overwhelming majority of black folk online posting about the case also calling for the maximum sentence. Why? It was as gross and harsh as a second-degree murder could be. It was a long-form, slow-motion lynching of this man. There were multiple moments to stop it, multiple moments to save his life. There were competent, medical, medically-trained professionals on the scene who could have helped. And for over nine minutes, um, it continued. And I understand that according to the law, that the maximum sentence, I think, looking at the law, here, here was the standard. You start off with the minimum sentence available. And there were several things working in Derek Chauvin's favor. He had never been convicted of a crime previously. Now, that's held against you. Now, there's a lot of racism baked in to who is convicted and who is not convicted because we know from Derek Chauvin's record that from his record as a police officer that he was consistently brutal. He was regularly brutal but was never convicted for it. And so I, I kind of call BS on giving him a pass for being convicted for the first time. His attorney, I thought, one of the few smart things he said was, listen, for people who have never been convicted of a crime before, the average sentence for second-degree murder is this. And Derek Chauvin's never been convicted of a crime. But he actually had a really horrible internal policing record on brutality. And there are people who've come forward and families who've come forward to talk about that. There have been complaints filed about it. But it's so amazingly, outrageously difficult to convict police that he had never really been convicted. So, you know... You start off with the minimum, and then what you're able to to do is to say, are there aggravating factors? And the prosecution said, yes, there are multiple aggravating factors, and here's what they are. And the judge ultimately accepted several of the prosecution's arguments in what those aggravating factors were, but not all of them. And so each aggravating factor, it appears, added like five more years to his sentence. And ultimately, the judge landed at 22 and a half years. That is a very long time. I also need us to understand that for most of the world, 22 and a half years is much more like the maximum sentence that someone has ever sent to prison for a crime. But this is not the rest of the world. This is the United States. And a lot of what people are saying is, no, 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 no. We have people in jail, particularly black men in jail, for petty drug crimes, petty theft crimes, for longer than 22 and a half years. You know, our dear brother Michael Thompson spent longer than that in prison for selling weed. 
It's like, come on. How? How do you get 22 and a half years for the slow motion lynching of a man? And Michael Thompson spent 25 plus years in prison for, for selling weed. And in a, in a nonviolent act, you know? And, and so people are, are saying, and this is, so my first thought is, I understand the family and I understand people saying, this crime warrants the maximum sentence. I think that's accurate. I do. I also understand people saying, this we regularly see African-Americans sentenced to harsher prison sentences for much lesser crimes. That is undoubtedly true. But my second mind is this, and it's, it's a very unpopular opinion, and, and I see a few of my friends who are legal scholars and others talking about this, and they've been flamed for it. But I, I need you to hear it. When we advocate for harsh prison sentences, Typically, those rules aren't going to be applied to Derek Chauvin. They're going to be applied to African-Americans. Derek Chauvin is only the 10th. Now, police in the past 10 years have killed over 10,000 people. 10,000. Derek Chauvin is only the 10th person, 10th police officer to be convicted of murder out of 10,000. And so when we advocate for harsher prison sentences, just know that that's rarely going to be applied to police. It's mainly going to be applied to everyday African-Americans who are convicted. And so there's a, there is a real argument that, people are, that a few people are making to say, hey, 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 we have to be careful arguing for long, harsh prison sentences for anybody because those things will rarely be applied to white people in general police officers specifically, but will regularly be applied to African-Americans in every possible way. Does that make sense? That we should be careful arguing for harsher prison sentences. I can agree to that. I have to balance that out with the reality that what Derek Chauvin did was heinous and there is the law and it is to say, you know, the family is demanding this. My, my last thought on, on the sentencing is this. You know, people are saying, well, Derek Chauvin could get out in 15 years. Um, if That's the minimum. Uh, if Derek Chauvin spends 15 years in prison, it will be hard time. 15 hard-ass years. He could serve all 22 and a half. That is a very long time. 22 and a half years ago, I was a teenager. Now I'm a man with five kids. He will be a senior citizen in 22 and a half years. So 22 and a half years in prison is a long time for anybody. However, there is also the federal case that is still outstanding, and he and all the other officers involved have all been charged. And normally when you are convicted, on a federal case, you serve almost all of that sentence. So it's a complex case. It's um, the sentencing phase is. Derek Chauvin deserves a harsh sentence. And we have to be very careful advocating for harsh prison sentences 
because that will be turned back on us in the worst ways. And yet there's a third option, which is the feds may charge him, I mean, may convict him rather, and he may get an even longer sentence. We'll just see. I'll conclude with this thought. Even this sentencing, harsh, however you want to view it, that is not full justice. It is a type of accountability, and I'm glad to see a lot of us using that language. It is a form of accountability. But justice is much deeper, much more complex than that. And the fight for justice for George Floyd not only includes convicting the other officers involved, it means deep systemic change. And the truth is, the scales will always be weighted so heavily because you murdered this man. You murdered a father, a brother, a son. And so the state, the government will have to work forever to try to balance those scales back. Love and appreciate all of you. Thank you, of course, for all of your support over these past few weeks. Wow. An incredibly difficult time for me, for my family. Continuing to push forward. I'll talk more about it in the days ahead. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.